This is the Drunken Comedian Podcast with your host, Matt Hoss. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Drunken Comedian Podcast. I'm Matt Hoss. That's how you say my name. Um, if you ever go to mention me in public, go, Oh, have you seen that brand new comedian? Matt Hoss! Do it like that, please. But, uh, <laughs> despite that weird introduction, thank you for uh, tuning in to the Drunken Comedian Podcast. If you've never heard of us before, what we do at the Drunken Comedian is that we get some cool-ass comedians. We get them some liquor. I get my podcasting equipment, and we chat and see what comes up, you know. It creates a very loose and fun conversation, and as you'll hear here, we have a very, uh, a very... A very uh, a loose-lipped conversation, and uh, it's kind of weird because whenever I look back and edit it, and I always get a bit, bit uh, pensive to what I might have said. Uh, but I think this is a good episode, and you'll be pleased to hear that we have for episode nineteen, Joby McGeehan. Now, Joby's one of these people that has uh, always been in my eye, and when I first started doing comedy, I really looked up to Joby. Uh, He's always been fascinating and um, has always been a great tour de force within the comedy uh, industry, especially in the Northeast. And within the last couple of years, Joby's actually received critical acclaim as he won the Leicester Square Comedian of the Year in 2016. And I, uh, we talk about an experience uh, about us getting recently together at his night in um, Newcastle called Mr Shindigs, which he runs... Uh, co-runs with uh, Hal Branson as well and we talk about how Joby is this delightful presence on stage and we get to him to talk about it as well uh, amongst that we also talk about some really other really cool interesting things for example we talk about uh, Joby's McDonald's gripes uh, him being the world's worst vegetarian a gig with the young farmers that we did a long time ago uh, wedding speeches comedy styles and most importantly whether it's okay or vegan to eat cat poo, this is this is what we have at the Drunken Comedian Podcast. Um, so we're gonna go straight into it, and I'll chat to you guys at the end. But I hope you really enjoy our chat with Joby McGinn. We we start off with um, some tequila and lemonades, and we have the best name for it. Hope you enjoy episode nineteen. Hope you're ready for our podcast today, and I hope you're ready for what we're about to say. Please get comfortably on a bus or a train, because we're gonna go straight inside your brain. Get ready for the podcast. Yeah. Hope you're ready for the podcast. I bet you're ready for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're probably ready. Enjoy the podcast. So, uh, how, how is your tequila and lemonade, by the it's, way? It's good, yeah. Uh-huh. This, yeah, just... So, cheers, thank you. Well, welcome to the Drunken Comedian Podcast. Let's, let's, let's down it. <laughs> just so people know, I wanted to get us a couple of shots of tequila. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to get us a couple of shots of tequila, but the place that we're in, which is a comedy club, uh, does not serve shots, wouldn't do it, would not serve us shots, legally, would not serve us shots. Le- is it legal issue? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Would, would not serve us shots, legally. So, uh, we've got tequila's lemonade, which is not a, a thing I've had before. It... it- it's a thing, I feel, 
it's something I've never had before. However, I'm enjoying Ooh. it. It's we could be trendsetters. What can we call this drink? Um, the Joby. I like <laughs> the fizzy Mexican. The fizzy Mexican. Yes. <laughs> uh, it it feels like. It could be a great cocktail, if you know what I mean. Imagine James Bond drinking this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't imagine that. <laughs> imagine just Daniel Craig. Uh, it's, it would kind of take it out of the film a bit, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Although he does drink tequila in uh, Casino Royale. Does he? Yeah. Oh, oh no, was it not? It was oh, um, Skyfall. He drinks tequila. You know, every time it gets me, you know, just, yeah. uh, I pretend I'm drinking lemonade and I forget. Uh, <laughs> That's what it is, yeah. It's yeah. like, it tastes like pop lemonade, but just with a kick. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, uh, you're having a nice time and then reality punches you in the face. <laughs> you know? That's what we, should, we call it, a ruined childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a ruined childhood. 30p pop and then just a bit, oh, fucking hell. Oh, I can feel my, feel that ruined childhood kicking down. <laughs> Do you drink shots? Uh, no, I'm not really much of a, a, a shot drinker because um, this is a bit of a boring thing. But um, uh, with veganism, I have to check each and every brand because some brands aren't uh, vegan, some brands are. So you have to. I have used a website called Barnable, and okay. I just slow down the process a bit. If you have to Google every single type, um, so I don't really. Drink is it a tequila all right? Um, it's ninety-nine percent sure okay. What if it's got one of those worms in it? Um, then probably not, but uh, <laughs> why do you have to do this to me? Like, uh, is, you've kindly bought me a drink. Now you've got me a drink of doubt well, and despair. I just say I have a bone to pick with you if you're yeah. vegan. Go on. I've then. recently found out that you used to work at McDonald's. Yes. How did you find that out? I'm not sure. I <laughs> yeah. listen to one of your fucking podcasts. Yeah. Who would do that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I used to work in McDonald's when I was uh, 16 years old till I was about 20. And uh, I actually asked, in the last year of that, I actually turned vegetarian. So I was, it was a bit of a difficult relationship because they wanted me to cook chicken and stuff like that. So I I felt a bit weird about it. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, I, in all fairness, I didn't really do cooking that often because they didn't trust me around food. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I... Um, what did you do? What you were, the, the, well, like, the greeter I, at McDonald's. Well, I was more to do... I, I, I was the... Uh, the, the payment taker and the cashier. If you oh, that's, so, that uh, side of things. I'll take the orders, you know. Yeah, um, front of house. Uh, how would you, uh, if you're at McDonald's now, how would you... I'll, I'll be your order taker. Well, I'll I've be... got a few issues with McDonald's. Actually, yes, let's, let's go right now. I, let's take it down. <laughs> I have, because I, I, I have... Veg- I was struggling vegetarian. Yes, tra- yeah, I was vegetarian for 18 years. Yes. And now I'm sort of a bit vegetarian. Yes. <laughs> a bit pescatarian. Yeah, um, so how often do you eat, like, meat slash fish? See, I'll eat fish, like salmon and stuff like that, I'll eat. Uh, salmon's really the only sort of thing I'll eat, salmon or maybe tuna, because I'm not a massive fish fan. Yeah. Uh, and I won't eat any meat unless I'm gigging out of town and it's or I'm a tiny bit drunk or yeah. after 11pm, <laughs> and then I'll just eat any any meat at all. Yeah. <laughs> but usually I'm quite good with the vegetarianism. But McDonald's... I, I, so most, the only time I'll have McDonald's is if I'm waiting for a Megabus, I'll go and get a McDonald's in whatever city I am. I'll go and get a yeah. McDonald's, take it to the Megabus. Um, and getting a veggie burger at McDonald's late at night yes. is the biggest problem in the world. Because they don't, they have to cook it um, like yeah. fresh. If you got... Mate, if you want a Big Mac, they've got them. But... Yeah. But it doesn't. Yeah, or, or like a quarter, or like a, a cheeseburger or anything. Like that. They've got loads of them. But then I've got a problem with that because they pre-ketchup the cheeseburgers. So yes. even if I'm like, right, okay, 
I'll just get a cheeseburger. All of the ones that they've got there are yeah. pre-ketchuped. And yeah. I, I'm terrified of ketchup. So. Yeah, well, what you have to do in that case, um, you have to get a, a grill order. And what would you do? You'd be like, oh, have a ketchup, um, have a cheeseburger with no ketchup. And they'll make it fresh for you. So it's fresh from the girls. So if you wanted, uh, it's actually quite annoying if you work there. Because if you're busy and they ask for a specific thing, it's really hard for it to be. Well, don't pre-ketchup your burgers. It, <laughs> Why? So, I'm not responsible, no, I'm not yeah. a spokesperson. It's a condiment, okay? People add condiments. That's the whole meaning of a condiment, okay? Yeah. Don't pre-ketchup anything. That's absolutely well, insane. They, actually, they use a gun, right? And it's got like a... So it's quite a... It's like a big kind of... It's like a... It's a big gun, and it's like a... There's a... Around the outside... It's a big circle, and around the outside, there's loads of little holes, and that's for the ketchup. So it goes around the bun, and in the middle, there's a big slot for mustard. So it goes... It's mustard, and uh, it's like a double combo. It's... What? Uh, this is uh, this is really stifling. The great, great, great start to a podcast. I feel this is a great McDonald's chat. It's good to know these sort of things. Well, is that the worst job you've had? Oh, de- like, the thing is, it was such a horrible job. And at the same time, I used to. Um, I'm from North Yorkshire, and I, I used to go help horses and stuff like. That. I used to work on a farm and uh, look after horses. And I would literally pick up their shit from a field, and that was a better job than McDonald's. Because like, uh, with McDonald's, it was. Um, like, people just didn't treat you with any respect, and uh, you had to work really hard for a, a job that didn't pay that well, and people didn't, didn't really treat you with any respect. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, a couple of years later, I did start working Marks and Spencers, and the total difference from working Ma- at McDonald's to Marks and Spencers is such a different... People treat you so differently as well. Yeah. But yeah, people were just horrible there, and yeah. a lot of people work there because they have nothing... They, they haven't really lost ambition in life, if you know what I mean, so... Yeah. But yeah, anything else you want to know about my dolls? <laughs> Let's get it now. I'll, 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 I'm, I'm the whisper, uh, whisperer, you know. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'm a leaker of uh, my dolls. <laughs> well, I was, I mean, I, 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 when I was coming into Newcastle, um, I thought I'd get a McDonald's. And usually I, I come in on sort of like a, like after hours or very early in the morning, there's just nobody there. Yeah. I was coming in on Sunday morning and, it, and the bus was early. So it usually comes in about six o'clock in the morning. Mm. I got in at four o'clock in the morning. Which is really still Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. And it was awful because I was in that sort of atmosphere yeah. of a Saturday night, but I wasn't a Saturday night person yes. as well. It's like I yeah. got lost in a yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. And, people were, and I was like, oh no, I've just got off a bus. People like pushing into me and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. It's terrible. It's, but, yeah, it's were they the worst Saturday nights? Well, uh, I used to work in a place which. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I think um, when you get drunk, people, because you would occasionally get people... Finish your tequila. Oh, yeah. oh God. Should, should I just down it? And... I'll just do it. If you do it with a straw, it's fine. Oh, should we... We like... Oh, I'll just do it. Uh, I tried to start my own channel, but I realised I was about to drink, so... Matt, your whole career is you trying to start your own channel. <laughs> that is the saddest but accurate thing I've ever heard about. Uh... Well, I, I feel I can't enjoy this ruined childhood now. <laughs> okay, your, here we go. Drink your ruined childhood. Uh, here we go. Wish me luck, guys. Uh, I feel very. I feel like a lout. Mm. All the, oh man, that was almost a full sip. That was okay. I'll, I'll. I'll. All right. I'm. You know. Screw you, Joby. I'm gonna down this. Okay. I'm. A, I'm a proper man. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> here we go. Way. Oh, peer pressure. Is <laughs> that brain freeze now? Oh. No, the pipe. No. <laughs> oh my god. I had another vegan bone to pick with you. Yeah. Okay, yes. I was uh, thinking about your veganism, and then I was thinking, hang on, because you booked me to do a gig at Christmas once. 
And it was yes. for the Young Farmers. Yes, yes, <laughs> Young yes. Farmers Association. First of all, you told me it was a charity gig. Yeah. I um, got there, right, and the charity was Young Farmers. <laughs> which yeah. is not a charity, no. is it? It's a job. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Only, <laughs> not only are we landowners, but we're youthful as well. <laughs> Help us! Fund <laughs> <Fun> our calls! <laughs> all, all Tories, all animal farmers. Yeah. And they treated you like a god. It was very strange. It, it was like. Yeah, well, I, I can't. I, to be honest, I can't remember them treating me like a god per se. Oh, but. it was weird because they were like. It was like a little cult. They just loved you. They're oh, just... that's very that's very kind. Uh... Yeah, no, it was misguided. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to chant for me, and I can't say that. Um, yeah, well, they, I used to. Di- well, we did about two of those gigs because um, they are literally my family friends, if you know what I mean. They are uh, people who I've known for, since birth as well, uh, and they set up a comedy night for Christmas and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, they said it was a charity thing, but originally they said it was sort of like a bird charity, but it definitely wasn't. Uh, and I know the point you're about to pick with me is that they served a lot of like meat pies and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, and yeah. uh, and uh, it was, of course they did. They were meat farmers. And I remember, I remember actually going up there and just because at the time I was vegetarian, not vegan. Uh, during the first one, did the routine about me being a vegetarian. I was like. Pick your audiences, mate. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I remember Lee, Lee Kyle was on, yes, on last, yeah. and he asked one of the guys, he said, uh, what do you farm? And he went, beef. And Lee was like, do you mean cows? <laughs> <laughs> Lost all your soul. Yeah. You just see them as they, the meat they produce. <laughs> Yeah, and that, these are your cronies. These are your friends. Well, that's not my cronies. Like, yeah, I don't hang out with them. But, but you know, I do see them every now and then. So. I'm taking your vegan card off you, mate. You're you taking my vegan card? No, Joey, this is the only thing. This it's my... like, do you know what people say about Hitler, don't they? They're like, oh, Hitler was a vegetarian. It's like, well, how many humans do you have to kill before they go, you know what? I'm not letting you be a vegetarian yeah. anymore. Your wife's making skin, uh, making lampshades up their skin. Maybe you're not a vegetarian, maybe. I used to have this joke, uh, because I did a show called Vegetarian Man and um, at the start of the show I would find out who's vegetarian, who's vegan, who's meat eaters in the audience and then uh, afterwards I would do like talk about Hitler being vegetarian and be like oh give me give me a show for your meat eater and I go oh well technically this is just me saying it but technically Hitler is better than you because he's a vegetarian <laughs> if you know what I mean and uh, that, that had mixed responses <laughs> um, uh, Was he actually a vegetarian? Yeah I be- well actually I believe there's controversy of it a lot of uh, vegetarians and vegans don't like to like they say there's controversy but i think it's a well documented i think it's a fact mm-hmm. but again in this world who knows what facts are anymore you know that's very deep that's, yeah satire man <laughs> uh, joby uh, well welcome to the podcast joby by the way i didn't introduce you properly joby mcginn uh how are you today joby good yeah uh-huh. what are you gonna say about me because i know you do a pre thing before you try and play guitar awfully oh uh, man uh, i how much have you listened to how i've listened to a few of them yeah they, if, they if are... i know the person i'll listen yeah. to the podcast they just are... to see if they talk about me okay <laughs> this is why i listen to which is the best yeah. <laughs> oh um, really yeah. have you, have you heard yeah, but it's validation. <laughs> but no, that's that's that's. Have you heard that? That is validation. Everything that they say on which is the best is validation it, it, of Matt Moss's life. Not, it's not true. You yeah. validate it. It's not true. <laughs> uh, I'd like to ask you some questions for the podcast. Okay. Um, uh, Joey McGinn, great comedian. How would right. you describe your act in three words? Ooh, um, gay card bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's all I do. No, um, that's, that's that's how you recognise um, songs. 
Mm. And more. <laughs> I like that. It's kind of cryptically and vague. Uh, but I was actually saying before we started recording, like, um, we did a gig... Well, we, you had me at Mr. Shindigs recently, uh, uh, a night you host with Hal Branson. Uh, and the thing is, um, I did a routine. I, I filmed it because I was going to post it on a certain forum for Stuart Goldsmith of the Comedian Squedian. Uh, and uh, to be honest, it didn't go well to start with, so I thought, nah, I'll sack it off. And I just... So I did my own thing, and the gig was pretty fun. Uh, however, Joby at the end, he got the camera and started to get feedback <laughs> from every single uh, person in the audience because he really wanted to big me up. And it was it was just so, like, anarchic and delightful. But, like, that was the true essence of Joby. And I wanted I want to, like, pinpoint what that is, if you know what I mean. Uh, what is that kind of... Uh, how would you describe that? I'd like to pinpoint that as well, because sometimes I do a gig and I think, oh, that was just the same old shit. And then sometimes, you know, the audience are enjoying things. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, yeah, but it's not the same. But then it is sometimes, like, a little thing. And I go, oh, that was good. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's the thing that audience members will know is, like, sometimes I can go on and people will be applauding me. And people go, oh, well done, mate. And I go, oh, thanks. And in my head I go, well, that was shit, though. It was shit. Yeah. And yeah. people won't even know that it was shit, but I'll know yeah. that it was shit. And then sometimes it might just be a fine gig. Yeah. And But there's something about it that's really good. Like, have you, do you, are you a fan of Tig Notaro? No, but I know uh, that he has like a Netflix special at the moment. She's got a Netflix special, but basically she did a gig at a place called Largo's in America. Um, and it was in front of all of these different comedians. It was like a sort of fundraiser, so there's loads of comedians there. Uh, and she did her spot and people just started going on Facebook and Twitter and everything just saying that's the best set I've ever seen, the best set I've yeah. ever seen. Um, and so she brought it out as an album. Yeah, and if you listen to the album, it's a fine gig. Yeah, that's it. it. Yeah, yeah, it's just fine. It's yeah. uh, it's you know you listen. To it, it's it's funny in parts. She talks about she talks about her cancer, mm-hmm. and it's very deep. But you know, it's just fine. It's just fine. Uh, and I don't, I don't think that's just me just being dismissive because I think she's no, a good no. comedian. But I think there's something yes. more. There's something in the room. There's something I there. I think that is so. Is on the money as well because I think there's certain magic in the room that it's kind of hard to recreate with like a a films thing because I think being in the room and there's a certain um, there's like literally like a bit of magic that's weaved over like the whole night if you know what I mean because like the, the kind of the role of compass to kind of introduce everyone and kind of get and comedy needs a certain set of requirements for it to be great if you know what uh-huh. I mean like because if you do if you start just doing stand-up comedy at a salad bar that's not going to be fun if you uh-huh. know what I mean but if you do it in a set room in the right conditions it'll be hilarious if yeah. you know what I mean uh-huh. so I think that um yeah, I think uh, uh, in the room, uh, it, it, there's a, like a magical spark there, which kind yeah. of makes things funnier as well. And uh, It's like it's like when you see like TV people, and you see people that like, people dismiss. Like, you see, when people always talk about like Michael McIntyre, comedians yeah. go, oh, he's rubbish, he's rubbish. Sometimes you'll come across a comedian that was gigging, you know, in 2003, 2004, and doing the circuit with Michael McIntyre. And they always say he used to f- destroy gigs, just like really just smash th- the shit out of gigs yeah. where people would be doubled over laughing yeah. and get do- like uh, on course and stuff like that. But then you see it on TV and you're it's just face value. Yeah. yeah. You're just, you know, you've got, you're just taking it at the jokes because you're detached from it slightly. Yeah. And, you know, and then when you view it that way, oh, it's not as funny, it's not as clever, so, you know. And I do think there's a, an element which... Um, in terms of editing and production as well, like that, that has a large element of it as well. Because like uh-huh. uh, someone who's responsible for editing your set, uh, and they may not know the best kind of like put like the best rhythm to a joke as well. Or uh-huh. and the stuff I do, I think it's kind of hard to kind of frame it in like a, 
if you were supposed to film it for like a Britain's Got Talent or something like that, I'm not sure how well it would go down. It's like a lot, it's, it's vibe based, you know, <laughs> you're trying to like riff off the audience. And if you try and do that at an audition, that's not going to work that well, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. The same way that if I was just anarchic and a dick like I was on that night, <laughs> it might not always work. But there was yeah. something about that that was just. It was just funny because you'd, you'd set up this conceit because <laughs> it was so funny, Matt, because you, your, your hilarity, right? Mine might be in my anarchic nature. Yours yeah. is in your haplessness. That is definitely where your comedy comes from. And you came on stage and you didn't believe that the applause you got on stage was enough for your entrance on the stage, which was remarkable because yeah. they, nobody knows who you are. And yeah. I don't mean that as a mean thing. I mean, it's like an open, it's like an open gig in, in yeah. Biker. Yeah. Nobody's. It's not like, oh yeah, it's my yeah. house. And then you went, well, that's not enough for me. And then yeah. you went in your first bit of new material, yeah. and some of it didn't work. And you went, right, well, that's that's. Well, I'm just not going to do this video. I'm recording this, but I'm not going to use it. And I thought, well, I have to say something now. Yeah. I think, yeah, I am. Um, I sound. I'm not sure, <laughs> I sound more like a drama queen and a diva than uh, I, I, I anticipated, to be honest. Uh, I, I hope that does not come no, across. No, right. It wasn't in a diva way. It was yeah. self-deprecating. Yeah, but I, I think that's the kind of the humour. Yeah, you, you got on there and went, all right, well, nobody cares that I'm on stage. <laughs> well, how about this bit? Well, that didn't work. Right, well, I'm just going to throw my camera in the bin. All right. <laughs> but then by the end of the gig, you did really well. Yeah, that's the thing. I got it there in the end. But the thing is, if I didn't, I always, like... I, I always not struggle but like I, I have to make a conscious effort to, uh, to be like don't apologise because at the moment I'm, especially I've been doing some previews recently and I just got I've been forced my, I did a preview yesterday and I forced myself not to apologise for the whole of the set that doesn't uh, sound like much but yeah, like yeah. It, I, it's in my nature to be like yeah, yeah. but I, I I just did my material just dug my heels in and it worked so much better because I just kind of believed what I was saying yeah. Yeah. there's sometimes that in your set isn't it where you've, you've got a line or something that you can't not say mm-hmm. doesn't get a laugh mm-hmm. you've never found it particularly funny but when you get to that bit you yeah. think oh I've got to say that yeah. And then it, it's, yeah it's every single time yeah and uh, you, you still hope because well, the worst thing is when you get a laugh one time it's a massive laugh and you try and recreate it it just doesn't ever happen again I found that something that I always say is uh, I don't know if you know this <laughs> I say that all the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this and I'm talking about my dad yeah. it's like well, of course they don't know this they don't know my dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, Joby may yes. I ask you another question of course you can oh, are you doing Edinburgh this year by the way uh, possibly. Oh, fantastic. I was going to ask you for a spot, actually. You've got a gig of you? Yes. Please, uh, please, you're welcome anytime. Outside this podcast, yes. I'll ask you for a I'll, spot. I'll keep it in, just because it has authenticity, you know? <laughs> Basically, I've, I've, got, I've got the week... I didn't have the week off when the, the deadline for the programme closed. Yes. I didn't have any time off from work, because uh, it's in, like, the next working thing. So I've got the time off now, so I've got, I'm doing a week, so I'm going there. Yeah. And I've got a show, and I've been previewing a show, mm-hmm. but I haven't got a place in Edinburgh. Yeah. So I might just be doing it in the street, I might just be... But I'll that's, be that's cool, man. I'll be there for a week, and I'll be doing my show somewhere. Um, well, I would like to ask you, um, if you can flat share with any three comedians in Edinburgh for a month, uh, who would they be? Uh, they can be dead or alive as well. Oh, I prefer them to be dead. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> um, I've heard people have said that before. They? No. I... <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Who would I be? Right. Okay. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't gel well. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I like to ask it because, like, it kind of says a lot about 
because you have to live with that person for a whole month as well. Like, yeah, uh, obviously going to be it's quite intense in Edinburgh, and the, it's about like who who's going to be good at doing dishes as well, and who's going to be a nice housemate. You know. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well. Um, who who'd be good? Uh, right. Well, Barry Dodds has OCD. Yeah. So. <laughs> you're, you're taking a very logistical approach to that. I like that. That's good. Barry Dodds. Uh, right. Guy. Well, first of all, I would choose uh, Eddie Hurst. Okay. Yeah. Barry Dodds was yeah. a joke. Uh, Eddie Hurst uh, is good. He's a good friend of mine. I was best man at his wedding. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. great. Yeah. How, uh, did, how did that best man speech go as well? Because uh, it's always a bit different from stand-up, isn't it? Yeah. See, now the thing is, my best man speech for him went down really well. Everybody laughing. Right. Yeah. At my own wedding, my wedding speech, I kind of died on my ass. <laughs> Which is awkward, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because all of Laura's family and friends are there, and they go, "All oh, right, well, Joby, you know, Joby's a comedian. Yeah. You know, he's going to be doing the comedy, you know." Uh, and yeah, kind of died on my heart. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 I've been best man at two weddings, and uh, <laughs> two people thought you were best man at the wedding. <laughs> Screw you, Joby. Like, uh, I, I, I do have friends. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you best man for? The first one was for my, my long-time friend Mark. Uh, he got married when we were both 21. And um, recently, in December last year, I was uh, best man for my cousin Peter. Uh, and in both of those occasions, um, I've always been introduced as, Oh, best man, he's a comedian. And that already undercuts what you've had to say, if you yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just like people expect something funny from you. But it's like, yeah. oh, I just want to do something quite sweet, actually. But yeah, yeah. they expect... And it's also not a good room to do comedy in either. Like, <laughs> uh, for the second best man's week. Typical Matt Hoss yeah. flaming the room. And the, and the compare was no good. I was brought onto nothing. Yeah, I actually genuinely did crowd work. <laughs> did you do crowd work? Well, I asked if there's any single ladies in there. Oh, really? You know, I'm, I'm booked to do a wedding, but just as a comedian. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm booked to, to oh. perform at a wedding uh, because there's a bloke called Joby who's yeah. getting married. Oh, to, wow. And yeah. uh, his, his, his fiance have contacted me asking me to perform at their wedding. Simply off the back of I'm called Joby. Is that it? Have well, they seen you perform? Off or? the back of this couple, they came to see my show. And then he came up to me afterwards. He went, I'm called Joby too. <laughs> and I went, oh, thanks. Uh, brilliant. A bit awesome. Thanks. Uh, thanks uh, for letting me know. Uh, and he went, I only, I only came because I, I heard you were called Joby. And I was thinking, well, that's a weird flyer and technique, <laughs> but I will take it. I will take that. Uh, very niche uh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> and now they've booked me, so now I'm getting a paid gig on top of it just by being called Joby. So. Yeah, like, all the comedians are going to be fleeting to be Joby. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he's got any of the Jobies performing. Yeah, yeah. I'm cooking you in a bill of Jovies. Like. You have Joey Talbot, a musician. <laughs> he's performing. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so um, you would have Eddie Hurst in your flat. Oh shit! Place. Sorry. Yeah. So I'd have Eddie Hurst. Uh, Sammy Dobson's good luck. Yes. Yeah. I like uh, I like Sammy Dobson. I think she's funny. She's always she's always quite upbeat and quite chilled out. Although I think probably maybe not all the time. Yeah. Chilled out, but <laughs> she seems chilled out. Um, and Neil Harris, I would say Neil Harris yeah. as well, because I've seen him recently, and I find it difficult to think of comedians. <laughs> but I just saw him upstairs. But I have stayed with him before, yes. and, he, and he, he was a good person to stay, stay with. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, Who would you have? Me? Um, hmm, that's, no one's ever asked me before, so uh, I know I'm a bit of a comedy nerd. So I, I think I would probably go for people that I. Definitely wouldn't gel with. So, def- like, imagine me and Dave Chappelle together. So that'd be, like, I think we would, 
you know, I'll be the alpha male in that situation. See, what I've done is, I've, I've just realised is that I've answered your question honestly yeah. about people that I know, yeah. people that I like, and people that I've stayed with before. Yeah. I've done very practically. And you were thinking I was going to go, oh yeah, well I have Robin Williams, and yeah. I have, oh, I get Richard Pryor. And I was like, oh no, I just feel like, see, when you think of comedians, right, you might think of like all of the comedians, yeah. but I just think of my close ten yeah. friends. <laughs> I'm very sorry. No, 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 no. Like, uh, in fact, if anything, the shame is on me. Uh, I would choose Evo Phillips. No, right? no, you said your piece. You can't have more than three fat mates. <laughs> Bill Hicks. <laughs> okay, yeah, here's a new question. When you've been on stage, what's the most mundane thought you've had, a, like, that you thought about whilst you're on stage? Do you have an answer? <laughs> yeah, I do have an yeah. answer. Uh, uh, the most is... I wonder if those are refried chips. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is. Uh, I was doing a, a gig in like a, a gastro pub. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, I was recently talking to somebody about refried chips, and she's like, "You had refried chips before?" And I was like, "No," and I didn't understand like yeah. why chips would be better yeah. than being fried tri- twice. I don't yeah. understand why, what that. Yeah, I've never had them before. If you had refried, no, chips. I haven't. No, and then um, I was doing my set. And it done really well for the first bit, okay? And then uh, some people that have, might have seen me before, uh, I do a bit about my disease sometimes. Yeah. And I don't know what had happened in the room, but I'd done my song, I'd done some other comedy, and it all been going really well. And I mentioned my disease. And honestly, it was like like in a game show, do you know, where they go, did a deadlock, go, do 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 It was like that. It was like... And I was like, oh, so I got this disease, and it was a woof, and yeah. I could just feel it. I yes. could feel the energy yeah, leaving the room, and it was horrible. I was like, oh. and I was going through the set, and people were just like looking at me, sort of sad. And I don't know if like everybody knew each other. There was somebody that just got diagnosed yeah. with a disease or something, or there was a funeral in or something. I don't know, uh, but it just didn't start working. I was just racking my brains, thinking like, Shh, just revert back to what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. How do I get from talking about my disease to talking about another bit of accessible comedy? Yeah. <laughs> How do I, what path do I take from this to, oh, aren't men and women different? Um, <laughs> and so I was talking about it and then I was thinking, how would I go about it? And then I just noticed somebody eating chips and I just thought, ah, I wonder if those are refried chips. <laughs> wow. and, I, and I stopped the bit. And I'm sorry, guys. Just excuse me. Um, are those refried chips? And they're going, uh, I think they've only been fried once. <laughs> and people laughed. And I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't know why I asked you that. And then I just spoke to the, to the people. And then ended up, ended fine. That is the best way you've got, like, that's the best way out of that solution. <laughs> yeah, and it's not the way that I would have thought. I would have thought, oh, yeah. right, well, if I talk about my, me, get my disease off my dad, I can yeah. go with my dad that way. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would never have thought, ask that guy what sort of chips he's got. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I did a, a show um, at Cambridge Fringe Festival a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I listened back to it, and there was it was a really lovely crowd. However, I just it was a preview, and I was just doing some new material, and basically I was just talking about my life. I was just talking about I did a routine about um, how I I am marriage material, not quite. Uh, Girls don't find me attractive and in one night sound capacity, but girls might like me in the future as like a long term thing. Uh-huh. And uh, I talked about I do I do this bit where I uh, I'm not an ugly duckling, I'm an ugly swan. And uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I'm that's such a funny idea. Thanks, man. Uh, however, I started doing this bit. It didn't get quite, it didn't quite get a laugh. In fact, like people were like, oh, that's sad because a lot of people were on my side as well. 
But this one person in the front, I think she had quite a lot of wine, but she just started crying at my, like, just my life stories as well. I was like, that's, that, there's it, it, happy material. <laughs> uh, but I know Were you that, a good looking baby? Oh, I think I was cute. Uh, you should say you were a, like a gorgeous duckling and you should have a picture of yourself as a baby and then just say that you've transformed into an ugly swan. That's good. Yes, that's, 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 that's pretty funny. Uh, can you write more on my material? <laughs> What's the strangest heckle you've ever had? Um, I got heckled by John Scott, the comedian <laughs> yeah. John Scott, on my first ever gig. I got really? Heckled. First yeah. ever gig? Yeah, yeah. I did, I did his gig... Is uh, called the horse's mouth. It's at the Chil- Chili Arms. The mm-hmm. Chil- it's, I think it's just called the Chillingham now. Um, I was 15 years old, and I did the spot, mm-hmm. uh, and I was terrified. I had to, he gave me two and a half minutes. That's what I was oh like, my like, god! Yeah, uh, two and a half. And he minutes. heckled in two and a half. And he heckled, and I went, "Oh, this is my first gig. Can I get an R?" And the whole crowd went, "Ah!" And then he said, "Ah, I'm going to rape you." What? <laughs> <laughs> It was what? 2005. It was, a diff- <laughs> it was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> well, that's an open gambit. Was, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, I'm going to rape you. <laughs> and I went, what? Was, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's... But then I made fun of him, and then it worked, and then my nervousness left. Um, I went, oh dear, a Scottish rapist. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, 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 Stop it now! You're turning into a cliche or something. Yeah, shit. but it doesn't matter what you say. But like, obviously, uh, but, yeah. Um, that's like, firstly, that's a lot from a comedian to do. Uh, that's, uh, but uh, that's <laughs> for your first gig as well. My first gig, yeah. But um, I also wanted to chat about. Um, obviously, you started comedy when you were 15 years old. Uh, yeah. So, have you always wanted to be a comedian then? Um, no, but it was like all the. I think I I wanted to be everything. I think yeah. I just wanted to to do to do everything, and it was like. So, you know, people say that they're a bit, like, nervous for the first gigs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you're so young, you have a sort of confidence about you. Yeah. That you sort of lose. Where it's sort of like a, a gizzard job, mate. Sort of like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can do, like, you know. It's like uh, self-assurance. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. So people play football and, you know, now, now, right? So, like, the whole cliche of being in school and getting picked for a football team and uh, wanting to get picked first... Now, if you're getting picked for a football team, yeah, I wouldn't care as much about not getting picked first. Mm-hmm. Or even, I'd be nervous if I got picked first, because then I've got so, so this pretense that I'm good, yeah. you know. Just pick me last, and I'll just mm-hmm. have a laugh, you know what I mean? But, you know, when you're young, you're like, oh, a footballer, I could be a footballer, I could be a blah, 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 blah. And I was watching, like, The 100 Greatest Comedians or something like that. Yeah. And I just thought, well, I can do that. Yeah. And I thought, well, how does one do that? And I got the Crack magazine and saw where the comedy yeah. gigs were. And I literally just... Wrote down every comedy gig that was in Crack Magazine in my diary. Yeah. And saying that I was going to do a five minute spot to open. And wow. then just started turning up the gigs and saying, oh, I'm a comedian. Can I go on? That amazing. <laughs> and I didn't get anywhere. Yeah, yeah. The only time was when I went to the Chili and uh, John Scott put me on like the next month. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't get all of these gigs. It was yeah. like fucking Durham Gala. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi guys. Uh, yeah. What have you, you Monty Python? All right, well, I, I, uh, I want to do a gig, so I'm going to do five minutes. Yeah. I thought that's what it was. Uh, uh, yeah, but there's a certain delusion of open mic. Yeah. It? So, you know what I mean? Because you have this kind of, like, you assume you're kind of amazing, if you know what I mean. Uh, I mean, we're at the stand now, and uh, just before Red Raw, and lots of mm-hmm. people start at Red Raw. Yeah. And I sometimes do the comparing here. 
and sometimes you get acts that have never done a gig before and they come and I'm always like mate just have a good show there's not a better place in Newcastle to do comedy this is the this is the room um, just make sure you're getting all your words out and all that sort of stuff and then they'll start telling me their sets so, oh actually I've got a fun yeah. bit and I'm like no yeah. stop it yeah. stop it I'm not going to find I'm one guy yeah. there's 150 people out there tell the 150 people yeah. your, your funny bit I, I hate when comedians start telling oh just well not usually like proper comedians, but like over mic comedians, they start telling you their jokes like yeah. in normal conversations. Like, no, this isn't how it works. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. It's, it's false, if you know what I mean. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny, I was thinking about that the other day because I, I used to have this gay card, right? But yeah, so uh, Joby, uh, part of the uh, part of the comedian podcast, we, um, we'd like to have people. Uh, do their a signature live because um, yeah, a lot of people tune in to listen, <laughs> listen to you. Uh, uh, I was actually meant can to. I have a look? Uh, you you can, but if uh, you're allowed to, if you can, just uh, do your uh, signature first, if that's all right. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what happened to Hal Branson? He had a childcare issue, which I couldn't. Um, oh, I know Hal Branson very well. He did not have a childcare issue. That was a lie. Lee Kyle's one's mental, obviously. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's only four. Uh, there's, a, there's a few more. Uh, you just... Ah, okay. Archie Maddox. Okay, cool. Right, I'll so, do this. Uh, people really want to hear... Should, should I do howls first? <laughs> yeah, do howls as well. Right, okay. Just make sure they hear it. <laughs> there we are. Yep, that's, that's definitely Hal Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. I might... See that, that's that's very posh. I like that. Is that a posh one? Uh, it seems very like I don't know. Uh, it, it, I, don't know. I just uh, I think it seems very grandiose. Uh, uh, Sean McLaughlin. He started in Newcastle. Did he? Did you talk about that? Yes, he did actually. Yeah, I, I knew that. Uh, oh. uh, we talked about. Well, I'm talked sorry about... for giving you old Alistair Becker King. Yeah. Once sat on a megabus with him for six hours. I, I, it's a bit it's a bit weird when you uh, sit on like when you on public transport with another comedian. It's like oh, I didn't plan to speak to you, but I. So how was that experience? Alistair I Becker? I think it's it's real. I think it's good. Um, it's 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 nice. It's why I like sharing cars with people. Yeah, um, yeah. Because one, I don't drive. Uh, but two, <laughs> but two, um, you, it's like it's it's something different, isn't it? It's not just having a drink with somebody. It's it's like sharing too much time with somebody, and you're getting a real shit. So um, yes, yeah, definitely. Like I, I've been driving I've quite a lot of gigs with Hal Branson actually, and I think it's strengthened our friendship and just you know you get a talk. But anyway, on this this this. Thing because me and Alistair Becker King have done a few gigs together when I was living in L- London. We've always been very pleasant to each other. I've always thought he's a very funny comedian. But then when we're on the, when you're stuck on a megabus, it's like right, well this yeah, is it. Yeah, you, you have to speak to that person. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Really liked it. And yeah, he's a very nice man as well. Lovely bloke, lovely bloke, and a vegan, I think. Yes, he is. So he does uh, my vegan gigs. Uh, yeah. Although I got it out of him that he reckons that that you can have a vegan egg. I mean, that's that's another conversation for another time. I Do you think you'd have a vegan egg? Well, I think because it's waste. A lot of it's a waste product, and if you own chickens, they're going to have these waste products. I think you can have a cruelty-free egg. Um, I don't think you can have a vegan egg. Necessarily. I think you have a new vegan egg. Would you oppose to me eating a cat poo? <laughs> it's, I like that because you 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 want to do it out of spite though, isn't it? Just like to prove me wrong. It's just like I'll eat a cat poo. I'll eat a cat poo. Go on then. Like, I, 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 I don't. Yeah, go on. I, 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 right. Okay, but it, would that be vegan? 
No, because why it's, not? It's, it's, it has nothing to do with the cat anymore. The cat doesn't care. The cat's forgotten about it. A lot of eggs are like but that. But it's still a, a big, it's still an animal product technically. Uh, I I mean, you can eat it. I I don't care any, uh, pe- about people eating right, meat. But can I still do your vegan gig? <laughs> <laughs> not if you eat cat food on stage. Then. That's what I'll do for your vegan gig. I'm like, right, guys, here's a cat food. I'm gonna eat this and see who stays with me. <laughs> I think eating a... Okay, okay, I've got a legitimate one. Okay. In some parts of Africa, they make bowls out of bat poo. Did you know that? No. Guano, they make bowls and plates out of it and cups. uh, Because it's like a clay sort of material, sort of like a tiny cow patch. Yeah. And they make stuff out of that, okay? You go to Africa, because you're all cool and hippie. Right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, do you want to eat off one of our plates? And you go, actually, I'm not going to eat off that. Well, I think, well, then you get into a certain different realm there, because I think that I'm also a very, very socially kind of awkward person, and if that was the case, although I that isn't ideal, uh, as long as the stuff I was eating was vegan, I'm sure I'd probably scoot that under the carpet, if you know what I mean. Because uh, I'd rather I'd rather be wrong than rude, if you know what I mean. Uh but I feel, yeah, I um, in like I, I guess with, with poo though, I think it's uh, it, since it is a waste product, it's less, less, it's not cruel if you know what I mean. It's it's already out of the system. If you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, as are eggs. Uh, well, that's not from the, the, it's not from the bomb, is it? No, uh, but it's like a lot of it's like a waste product. It's like period blood. Yes. However, I don't want to get into this uh, too much, but like, uh, yeah, obviously with chickens, they are. Obviously, they're kept in very small cages, and they they have a lot of their beaks cut off. And I'm stuff. saying this is what I'm saying. Yeah, right? you've <laughs> if, got you've... if you have chickens in your backyard and you care for them, you feed them, that, and you want to eat their eggs, go go ahead. That's that's totally fine as long as they. But you they're wouldn't ha- consider them vegan. I wouldn't eat it personally because I don't wouldn't consider it vegan necessarily. It's still an animal product, uh, uh, but it's where you're losing the mainstream. It's with your with your rigidness. <laughs> It's where you're losing us. Uh, I'm, I'm a vegetarian. I'm happy to take the jump, but you're not happy to meet us halfway. And it's that's what's gonna. That's that's why veganism. I'm not spo- like this is McDonald's incident all over again. I'm not. I'm not a spokesperson. I. I. Uh, I. You know. I do. Do what makes you happy, Joby. You know. You gotta do it for what. What's best for you. I just want you to think I'm groovy, <laughs> Joby. Like. That's never been uh, that's never been in discussion. You're always unplanned, groovy in my eyes uh, since the first. In fact, here's the smart I forgot uh, until like very recently. Um, uh, in fact, we did that uh, young farmers gig together, mm-hmm. and then a couple, uh, about six months afterwards, we um, you were comparing the uh, Yorkshire great, great New Act of the Year competition, uh-huh. and uh, I think you uh, I, at that time. Um, uh, I, I used to wear a bowling shirt, if you remember. I used okay. to wear a bowling shirt. And uh, I remember... Uh, no, I did a couple of gigs. And I was actually at the Young Farmers gig, actually. And you were like... Uh, uh, we were talking about character acts and stuff like that. And I remember you saying to me, Oh, Matt, the first time I saw you, I thought you were a character act. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did think you were yeah, a character act. Uh, I thought you were good. That was the York, that was the York Fringe Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one I saw you at first. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were great. I thought oh, you were really good. Thank I you. I think you... Did you either run up or you narrowly missed it? No, I, I, I think I narrowly missed it. I don't yeah, think. I think you were high. If it was up to me, I think you should have won it. Oh, thank you. I thought you were good. very funny. <laughs> I did think you were a character. Yeah. I, did, <laughs> I did think you were a hapless character. Um, is that sadder that I'm not? Or? <laughs> I think you 
probably are. <laughs> I think you probably, I think, you know, I was just going to sound so dickish. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. In a way, we all are. We're presenting yeah. ourselves on stage because you are just like a twisted version of yourself, really. Aren't yeah, because I think. <laughs> I think I'm... I've sat with Lee Kyle and he's drank a coffee. Right? Yeah. He's got a bit about how he hates coffee, you know? Yeah. He's, he's... Me and Carl Hutchinson are actually all right in life, you know? All yeah. right, quite good mates. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's it's like a bastardised version of yourself. That's exactly what it is, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's kind of like a, a fairy tale version of yourself. It's like a, yeah, it's like, I, I find it weird because like when I'm on stage, I feel very, I can do stuff which I can't do off stage or like the person I am... I, I, when I'm on stage, it's kind of like, uh, there's moments where I'm just very super confident and very outgoing. Uh, but when as soon as I'm off stage, I I like I, I, um, I recluse a little bit. I get a bit inward, and um, but I think that's yeah. I don't know. I, I feel when I'm on stage, I'm very I'm, I'm most myself as well. So. Uh, uh, but anyway, um, we should probably wrap up soon. But thank you so much for coming on uh, to the podcast, Joby. Uh, Joby, uh, where can people find you on social media if they like your grooviness? <laughs> uh, I've got a Twitter called yeah. at the Joby Show. At the Joby Show. Yeah, uh, I have an Instagram, but I don't know what the username is, and I've never made a picture. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you do? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to start making a picture. Make, make a picture. I'm going to make a picture. Uh, that's really it. I don't have a website or yeah. a Facebook or anything. You have a website. Oh. Don't have a website. No, um, no. And the weird thing is, I used to make websites for a living. <laughs> And I thought, oh, I'll make myself one. Just never, no, got round to it. I just, I hate talking about myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like in a pro- in a promotion sort of way. Mm-hmm. When I'm applying for jobs or trying to get gigs, I can't stand it. I don't ask for gigs, really, because yeah. I've just hated so much. I, th- uh, I think it's a self-promotion thing, because I think a lot of comedians, they'll go, oh, that guy's amazing, he's really good, you should get him on your night. But I think when it comes to selling yourself, particularly with British acts, I think we, yeah. we kind of struggle a little bit. That's when uh, why Australians and Americans come over here, they do quite well, because they, they're good at self-promotion as well. Well, I think... Um, a lot of the Liverpoolian comedians mm. are taking on a sort of American model, yes. and maybe that's the sort of way in. But I couldn't do it. I don't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't fit my bastardized character. It would just. Yeah. It, would, it would clash. So yeah. Anyway, what's your last question? So, uh, well, thank you for coming on, Joby. You've been a delight, even though you've questioned my lifestyle. And, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. It's been really good to chat to you. But um, has comedy improved or worsened your life? Oh, no, it's massively improved my life. In fact, I always try and get people that haven't done comedy to do comedy all the time. Mm-hmm. I must have got, like, probably about 15 people doing their first sets when they've reluctantly really not wanted to do comedy at all. Yeah. Because I just think it's so good. Uh, and, like, just every sort of thing in my life, I've sort of... Like, I moved to London and people said that you know, people are really miserable and grumpy and they don't talk to you. And then I moved to London and I've made friends for mm-hmm. the rest of my life. And the similar sort of thing was said about comedy. People saying, oh, people sort of step over each other mm-hmm. and are quite backstabby or anything like that. But my best friends are comedians and yeah. the best people I've ever met are comedians. And, uh, you know, I've never met a group of people that are just so helpful to each other, mm-hmm. so understanding. And, you know, there's lots of things where people, somebody will have like, some sort of issue, uh, like... Like a legal issue, I think Louise Ray yes. had something. Where yes, definitely. There was like a, a, a court case, so she wanted to raise some money, she put up a donation page, 
for loads of people straight away. Yeah. Vince Atta. Uh, yes, again. Yeah. Vince Atta had a heart attack. I've just, I don't know any community like that uh, yeah. other than comedy. I, it's we, the best thing I've ever done. You know, take like, care of our own. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I would, I would do it uh, if I'm seventy and still not famous. I will still be doing comedy. I just, I, I love doing it, uh, and I'll do it for the rest of my life. That's the perfect way to end that. Thank you very much. It well. wasn't until you spoke over it, right? <laughs> okay? No, it's good. <laughs> That's staying here. <laughs> that was Joby McGeehan, everyone. And I hope you enjoyed that interview. Uh, and thank you to Joby for coming to the, the, the stand and recording it with us. Uh, I think I made him late for uh, something, so I do apologise. Uh, thank you to the stand in Newcastle for also hosting us there as well. They are um, amazing. If you do have a chance... Uh, if you're ever in Newcastle, do go to see any of the shows there. Look, they are all brilliant. And uh, on top of that, um, yeah, uh, so um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, obviously, you can uh, send us a tweet at DrunkComPod on Facebook and Twitter. Never check the Facebook, but I do check Twitter. So, uh, you know, send us a message. Um, I mean, do send, you know what, if you want to fuck with me, just send uh, just send a message to Facebook. You know, be a, be a rebel. Uh Please be a rebel. Um, on top of that, um, uh, you can also give us five stars on iTunes as well. Uh, just go into the iTunes page, give us five stars on some words, what you think about it, and that helps it uh, promote the podcast as well. Uh, if you do want more, more Matt Hoss in your life, well, by God, I've got some uh, a bag full of uh, <laughs> a bag full of whatnot to give to you. Uh, that requires context. So, um, if you want more podcasts and something to plug up your day, if your life is lacking any formal meaning, well, let me give you some. Um, I run a podcast called Myths, M-I-F-F-S, with my friend Dan Rhodes, and that is a weekly podcast. Um, It's a comedy podcast where me and my friend talk about ancient Greek myths. It's really funny. It's got lots of lovely reviews so far. And uh, yeah, it's something we're very proud of. Uh, so if you want want that, it's quite it's very lighthearted and fun. So do check that out. And on top of that, if you wanted to see me live doing some uh, proper stand up as well, you don't have to just hear me talk about it anymore. No, no longer. Uh, firstly, you can check me out uh, anywhere in the country. Um, for example, I am doing dates all over uh, the UK. You can have a look at them at matthosscomedy.com and they're all there I literally do travel up and down the country this week I've uh, guys exclusive I've been in Leicester then up to Glasgow then down to Kent then to Hastings then to London then back to Yorkshire and I think I might cry um so I I do get around, and if you live in anywhere in the UK, or even if you don't live in the UK, you live elsewhere in the world, and would like to hear my my mirth in your face, uh, do do uh, it, it, let me know where where you are, and I will come to you uh, in a comedic sense. Uh, I mean, if there's a gig there, who wants to pay for me? I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> I haven't really sold myself well here, however. Uh, if you want to see me at the Edinburgh Fringe, I would love to see you there. Come along at 7 o'clock in the evening to the Three Broomsticks. Uh, I'm doing a two-hander show with Nice Lovell. Uh, we're doing our show called Lovell's Labour's Host. Yes, that is the best pun ever. 
and it's um, two hand the show, both doing half an hour, and it's going to be really good fun. So seven o'clock at the Three Broomsticks on Southbridge. Um, do come along to that. Um, it, this is in 2018, by the way. So if you're listening, like ten years in the future, um, hopefully just go and see me then. I guess. Um, uh, I'm also doing two other shows as well. I'm doing two compilation shows. Uh, if you um, if you haven't been put up by veganism by Joby, you can uh, check out the Viva Last Vegan Showcase uh, on every Thursday to um, sa- uh, Thursday to Sunday of the Fringe. Uh, so essentially, not every day apart from Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah, so come along. Uh, we have um, three amazing headliner level of vegan comedians coming down to perform at half ten in the morning. So from half ten to half eleven. Uh, Henderson's uh, uh, in central uh, Edinburgh. Come along to that. That'd be really good fun. And it's free as well. All the shows are free. Um, but do bring money. Uh, come along to that. And also, if you are not tired out from seeing Matt Hoss several times in your day, come along uh, uh, to... Uh, the Matt Hoss Comedy Collage at quarter to eleven every day during the Fringe from fourth to the twenty fifth, and we um, it, that is also at the Three Broom Six, same place as Lovell's Labour's Host. So you can just stay there if you want. And we have um, a lot of my friends uh, from around the country doing ten and fifteen minute slots. It's going to be really fun, and it's a different bill every night as well. It's uh, hand picked uh, for some of the greatest acts of the Fringe as well. Uh, it's all free. And it's all me, so do come along, check it out. And if you are a drunk com fan and uh, you want to hear more of these uh, invigorating podcasts, um, let us know who you would like me to interview, and I'm going to do buttons in Edinburgh as well. So come along, guys. I am, um, I'm shows. Uh, I'll be frank, but I enjoy what I do, and you listening to this makes it very worthwhile. I hope you've enjoyed episode 19, and I bid you a lovely day. And I'll be back in a month's time, maybe sooner. Uh, I think I might release a, a, a lost episode. Do you know what that is? It's an episode which wasn't good enough to go out the first time, but I think I might just put it out anyway. To hell with the consequences. If I put, if I label it as a bonus episode, you know, you can't judge it too harshly, can you? <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that was a production meeting with myself. <laughs> anyway, I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been Matt Hoss, and uh, thank you for listening to the Drunken Comedian Podcast. See you soon. Bye.